Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Counterculture Catch-Up, where we recap our weekly discussion. My name is Joel. To my left, we have a very special guest, Lucinda Lynch from Born Again Baking. She finally made it onto their podcast as a special guest. We're excited to have her, as well as, of course, our salubrious Pastor Jamie. Look it up. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> Uh, our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. We're going to have to do a lot of drinking from saying biblical worldview and biblical principles. <laughs> so, Lucy, <laughs> we're glad to have you. Hi. How's it going? Happy to be here. It's going great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you tell everybody where they can uh, get involved? So you can subscribe to our Freedom Church New Jersey YouTube channel and wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment on what you thought or if you have a topic you'd like us to address. Boom. Amen. There it is. <clears throat> Jamie, how's it going, man? I'm good. And uh, don't forget, first of all, we have, of course, Lucy is here. She's the one who bakes all the wonderful things that we eat here. And, uh, and, so, and we're always advertising for so go to her website, bornagainbaking.com, and uh, order lots of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there's holidays. Like, there's holidays all the time. Like, every month there's probably a holiday you could order baked goods for. And so why don't you do that? And if you go on when you're checking out, put in uh, CC10, you get 10% off. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So we're really honored to have her as a special mm -hmm. guest. And also... Um, we'd like to ask you to support today's choice women's center in, uh, uh, Newton, New Jersey. They do a great work for the ladies, you know, helping with, um, uh, counseling to avoid, um, getting an abortion. Mm -hmm. And then they do the, they, they provide help afterwards too. I know that there's, there's this idea that Christians, you know, they're all about saving the baby, but not helping later. I've heard those kind of arguments. But that's not the case, especially with the uh, with today's choice. Mm -hmm. You know, they have all kinds of help afterwards. So, um, so yeah, just uh, go to their website, friendsoftodayschoice.org, and uh, and check them out. Yeah, and support them. Lucy's even wearing a today's that's choice right. shirt. That's right. So. That was from the the walk, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Walk for life. Awesome. Yeah. Sponsors on sponsors. Yes. <laughs> that's how we do it. So what are we doing tonight, Joel? We're so, doing something different. Yeah, finally, as we have finished the how then should we then live now. Um, <laughs> Every time. Um, yeah, I can, can never say that right. But um, since we are finished with that, now we're trying, we're kind of doing like a backlog on some, um, some topics that people have brought up to us to want to um, be able to address and um, see what our thoughts are on it and be able to discuss it. So... Today, we watched a Joel Osteen uh, sermon, and um, obviously, he's been influential for, I don't know, 20 years, maybe more, and, um, you know, millions of people know him, so want to check it out to see, um, because the, the comment was asking about, they have people who have been, like, influenced by his teaching, and wondering if that is really, like, solid biblical teaching, or if that's something that should be avoided, or if it's just... Um, like a prosperity gospel kind of a thing. 
So that's what we uh, discussed tonight. And um, got to watch it, take some notes, kind of like try to get a deeper understanding of not not just watching and be like, oh, that was nice. Sure. <laughs> you know, really trying to be like, is this actually biblical and something that can help our lives? So. Right. And it's not our goal to, you know, to trash anybody or to, no. to kind of tear down a ministry or anything like that. But we just want to be wise in how we how we're looking at these things. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like, you know, like Joel had, had said in the beginning. Like Which, it's Joel? Our, Which Joel? This Joel. Okay. okay. Um, is that, uh, you know, our goal is to apply a biblical worldview to every single topic. So we want to make sure that what we're hearing lines up. We're testing it with scriptures and uh, and see if it honors God's word. And if if that's the case, then, you know, more power to you. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it, there, there was some unfortunate stuff going on mm-hmm. there in, in uh, the video. So, and, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and, and it's funny cause we're probably going to link the video, I would imagine. Yeah. And you could watch this video or you could watch any of them, you right, know, right. they're really, really the same thing, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. You know, you, you have more experience, um, growing up around mm-hmm. that. Um, would you say that that's kind of the, what you would think or? Um, that, that they're all that like they're kind of all similar. about yeah yeah they all have that message of hope for the life that you want yeah mm-hmm. so and uh yeah so it's yeah it's it's um it's different you know because <laughs> i i just probably two weeks ago started watching some of the videos to kind of get a feel of what was going on i hadn't watched them prior to mm-hmm. that you know so i didn't really want to form an opinion without at least taking some time and and seeing what was being presented. And, uh, and it's definitely a, a different thing than what we have right. in our church right. and what any kind of a church that I would want to attend, yeah. you know, it's, it's different, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, it was interesting when we were, um, watching it because <clears> even <throat> his, like his persona and the way that he comes across, which he kind of like, that's kind of the stereotype of <laughs> Joel Osteen is like, his um his smile and his blinking and everything is like polished and perfect and stuff and i think that can be pretty telling um not in necessarily in a bad way but just in terms of the motive of how people are trying to come across because i think um you know people get on prosperity preachers and i'm not putting him necessarily into that camp at least until we discuss it but um uh, because you know they fly out on a jet plane Right. And they have like however million, many millions of dollars. And so they're like, oh, they're just in it for the money. But I think actually what's lying behind that is they're trying to say, if you follow my teaching and if you follow positive thinking and um, believing that God is going to grant your desires, things like that, then and I'm living proof that God will answer those prayers. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of what Joel Osteen is trying to portray when he comes out and being like so happy and friendly and everything like that is like, this is what uh, somebody who follows my principles that I'm saying is going to come out as. Um, but I will just say to me that it comes across extremely um, vain and more than that, like just kind of fake, like not, not a real human. It, it's trying to portray something that is not somebody who goes through like difficulties of human life, <laughs> you know? Not sure. realistic. Yeah. Um, not that it's bad. Like obviously people have, like they should dress nice and, <clears throat> and things like that, but um, you don't want to be pre- 
pretentious, like putting on a show. That that's kind of what I think his the way that he comes across in not just his the way he looks, but the way that he speaks and the things that he says. Sure, it sure feels like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that that sense that there's um, although although he he's he's good at he's good at what he does mm-hmm. in that he's he 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 does kind of have a sincerity about him. Mm-hmm. Like he truly believes what he's yeah. saying yeah. is is helpful. And I think that he does have that, I, I think, at least in, in his case, maybe not some of the other preachers. Although I don't know if I'd lump him in with like, a, right. like you said, with like a Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, or, yeah. But um, maybe we'll do some, some more videos on people like that. Yeah, see. yeah it's a little bit different. They do yeah. get lumped in together, but they're not necessarily preaching the same things. Sure. You know, you know and I, I kind of... You know, without, of course, knowing the guy, I don't know yeah. who he really is. But but it seems that he, he truly cares about mm-hmm. the people that he's talking to. Yeah. And he wants them to have help and he wants them to do right, better. Right. But um, but just goes about it in kind of a, a very uh, narcissistic or self-focused kind of way mm-hmm. to, to have your desires. And that's right. really what it what it comes down to. Yeah. It's, it's more of and I. I you you had said something that was great. You have you I think you wrote it down, right? Um, which really said what it was, uh, what the heart of mm-hmm. the the message is um, from from Joel Osteen guy. Um, that it's more self serving. It's not about serving God. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there wasn't enough, or really, I didn't notice any mention of how. Um, how someone can serve God and in, in what they're doing or give him the glory for the triumphs that they're right. seeking after really. I mean, and like to what, um, like to what end would, would this try, like what would that triumph mean for God? Not just what it would mean for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a great observation too, because mm-hmm. uh, ultimately like, like uh, you had said also during when you say you, can talking, you point out who you're talking about? Just for I, I our sort audio of did. listeners. Uh, Joel, that Joel. <laughs> um, but uh, Joel I don't Z. want to reach in front of Lucy's face. No, <clears throat> just for our audio only yeah, listeners. Sure. That's true. You I said. about that. Yeah, yeah we don't um, want to leave. Shout out all you podcast listeners driving to work <laughs> listening to us. Shout out. It's you. Um, but uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So great. <laughs> um, but, uh, that wasn't me. Oh, that was Lucy. That was Lucy. Yeah, he doesn't get that high. <laughs> I just did the highest voice I've ever done <laughs> in my life. I didn't even think that was high. <laughs> um, but that I forget what I was going to say. So oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. It's all good. But no, um, that uh, you had said and you pointed to me. Yeah, I forget what I was going to say about you. But um, but really in relation to what what Lucy had said in that, like, you can get through the trouble, maybe, with with a better outlook. But first of all, to what end? And second of all, like, like, what's the purpose of that? You know, and, and, you know, he might say the purpose is that you get stronger. But again, to what end? What's the point of your strength? Yeah. What's the point of overcoming that thing? What's Mm -hmm. the and and in the message that that he brings, the point of that is to just have your what what satisfies. Yeah, and and that is not a biblical pr- 
presentation mm -hmm. at all, really. Yeah. You know, it's because it's not about what satisfies us. Right. I mean, of course, the Lord, the Lord does bless us yeah. and the, the Lord um, does give us the desires of our hearts when our desires line up with him. Yeah. You know, ask in my name. And we brought right. that up. You yeah. know, what does that mean? But being under the authority of Christ, mm -hmm. you know, asking in relation to what honors him. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then he gives us the desire of our hearts. Our, our hearts are changed by his Holy Spirit so that they become our desires become his desires, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, it, but you don't hear any of that. It's really just, yeah. you know, you'll just just you'll get through this, and you'll, you know. And uh, God's going to do a new thing and God's going to do this, this, uh, he's going to help. And it's like, yeah, but, but you're missing the honor of God. Like I'm going through this suffering mm -hmm. so that I can learn to be a more mature mm -hmm. servant of him. Mm -hmm. And that, that's missing in all yeah. of the presentation. And, yeah. uh, yeah. and even with the scripture that's brought up, I wrote down a bunch of different scripture that. It was hard to find because he doesn't give any reference. Yeah. It says he in just the Bible. Says, he just says either it's in the Bible or yeah. it's in the book of Psalms. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, book of uh, Psalms, okay, wait, where? Where is well, that? Oh, you got 150 chapters to, to work through. <laughs> it's in there. Or, or using various translations just to kind of mm -hmm. meet his, his, uh, his teaching, what he wants to say, mm -hmm. which is an eisegetical, you know, we yeah. talked, we, I think we've talked about that, yeah, you know, sure. an exegetical and an eisegetical mm -hmm. and his presentation is very eisegetical. It's, it's really this idea that, um, I, I think it stems from this idea that the, the, the viewpoint is like God's word is kind of this book of magic words that, well, God said it. So therefore it applies to me somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can apply it to me, it, it, I can, I, I will apply it to me, and it, and it, and it means that. And it, even regardless and it, of the context. Yeah, re regardless yeah. of the context, and and it's like, well, it doesn't doesn't work like no, that. Yeah. You know, it's a poor understanding of the Word of God. Yeah, and uh, and he's and and that's the other thing. He's not he's not encouraging a deep dive into the Word. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really just let's use it to to get what we want to get out of life. You know, and it's just mm -hmm. like, oh man, you're missing the whole point of our yeah. salvation and yeah. why why we belong to him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of things that 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 I was thinking of when uh, as we were watching. First one is like he holds up his, the Bible at the beginning. He's like, this is my Bible, right? The the, the famous. Yeah. This you know, is, this I, is, I am what it I says am I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today we'll be taught the Word of God and and all that. My ears are open and I'm ready to hear. And I'm like, then he doesn't give him the word of God. Like, it's just not there. It's it's stories. It's anecdotes. It's how to, it's applying some, some passages of the Bible, but is not being taught what the word of God is saying and then applying it. It's just taking uh, the words of something that maybe happened in the story of, of what did you bring up? Zerubbabel, right? Mm -hmm. In the temple. Yeah. And um, Joseph and his brothers. But... It's, he just says a surface level reading of that. Like, this is what happened in the story. And then inserts yourself into that story, right. you know, um, and saying you're going to have whatever they had. But that's not uh, exegeting the word of God whatsoever. That's only doing what you should be doing at the end of a sermon, 
which is then taking what you've learned and then applying it to your life. And instead, just saying, like David says, I shall not die, but live, right? So he says that. So then, like you were saying, kind of about like the magic book you gave me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that you. <laughs> uh, David says, I shall not die, but live. So therefore, in every circumstance in my life, I can declare that over that without even recognizing what the context is that David is speaking that of. Uh, and for him, he's talking about um, God had promised David specifically that there's going to be a king on his throne forever, which, of course, then leads into Jesus and the Messiah. So I don't think that that's just, well, the Bible says it, so therefore that's a promise. And then Joel Osteen takes that as being equated to God says that you shall not die but live. So if you're sick, claim that promise over you, and then you should, you're, well, you're never going to sure. die, but obviously you are going to die at some point. So, so um, now I understand what he's trying to say which is have faith in God who can do anything that, um, you know, if you're sick, have positive thinking. And I think that is an okay thing to have. You know, there's a, there's a glimmer of truth in, in, oh, that, and in everything sure. that you're saying. So you shouldn't just be like, oh, I'm sick and that's it, you know. But my fear is that if all you're doing is looking forward to the future when you're, you know, God's going to get me through this, I'm not going to be sick anymore. You're going to miss what he, what God is doing in the moment. And over and over again, when scripture says endure suffering, um, uh, in this world, you will have trials, count it all joy, um, and everything give thanks, even in your trials and your struggles, we'll miss that part of it. And we'll always be looking forward to, when am I going to get out of this? (laughs) When am I going to get out of this trouble? So I think it has the opposite effect. Instead of being encouraging, which he's trying to be so encouraging, you know, sure. God's going to get you out of this, <clears throat> but he actually misses the whole point. Sure. Or, or which or, is the encouragement through the trials. Yes, yeah, I, I think we can use it wrong also in that we're looking at like the give thanks in all things. We're using the give thanks as the means to get us to the end of that struggle. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if I just give thanks in this, it's going to get me right. through this, right, so right. I can be done with that. Right. And it's like, but that's not what it's saying. Yeah. You know, it's saying that in everything, give thanks. Like, whether you're struggling or you're not struggling, it's not a means to an end. Yeah. It's a it's an attitude. Right. It's a it's a place where you stay. Yeah. You know, you stay in that place of thankfulness mm-hmm. and gratefulness because you know God has, He has everything worked out, but there's no call to, to righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, in in any of that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so now you, Lucy, uh, uh, you uh, you grew up kind of listening to this, and yeah. so you spent a little more time in that. And then, uh, and you had mentioned that uh, when we were talking about like what kind of influence did that have on you, you know? So and so, if you could elaborate on that a little bit, like hearing these kind of messages. What kind of influence did it have on you? And did it bring you to a place where you where you were humble and you received Christ because of it? So, no. I mean, I would listen to it a lot as a teenager. Um, and it was maybe, like, I knew that it was supposed to be encouraging, so I would hope that it would be encouraging. But um, I just, it was a very minimal effect, if anything, um, 
and it didn't bring me any closer to biblical truth. Um, but when, um, but when God made my heart ready to receive him, um, part of like what, what I clung on to at that time were the memories that I had of some, some biblical teachings that I had growing up and, um, things like Joel Osteen did come to mind. Um, and I'm sure that helped me a little bit just in, um, reminding me that Jesus is Lord, but I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. So in a so in a sense, it's, it's helpful to be, um, just in any, like, I don't want to say it's helpful in any sense to spread the gospel because you have to be doing it truthfully. You have to be like, doing it authentically in order to lead people to Christ, I think. But I do think that it can be helpful as a starting point, maybe. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, good, but, that's a good perspective. But it's important to grow past that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, we have friends who, you know, have been to counterculture and who attend the church who have said that uh, they were helped, you know. Um, yeah. But it's a, I, I think it's for a season. You know, there there's aspects of it that are encouraging for that season. But as you mature in Christ, you start to realize, like, okay, so I have to dig in. You know, I have to get to know this God. You know, because you're, you're not, you're not going to know who God is through these, these messages. You know, except yeah. that you're going to think he's a big sugar, sugar daddy in the sky. <laughs> who's you know, giving you desires so that they can be fulfilled by him. I mean, he God really, yeah. it, he really exists to meet your yeah. physical and material <laughs> needs. Yeah. Like that's what I was surprised at. Cause you hear things, you know, from people, but I wanted to be like, all right, like is what people say about him actually true? Cause I never listened to even like a full sermon of sure. him, but I would listen to like people that I listen to kind of rail on him and be like, Oh yeah, go get him kind of a thing, which is not good by, by the way. But, um, cause we should want, you know, if he is a true believer, sure. we're on the same team, you know. Um, but but there's, and I think I think you brought up Lucy, or, or as we were talking, you know, he says at the end, um, if you haven't, he gives like a kind of an altar call, um, if you haven't received Jesus into your heart. And I was thinking there at the end, I was like, well, wait, where did, when did Jesus come into this conversation? Because his whole talk was not about Jesus at all. There was nothing about the gospel, like not one iota of the gospel of what Jesus did at all the cross not mentioned sure. the resurrection not there you know and then at the end if you want to receive jesus into your life it's like whoa what what does that even mean and why do i need jesus um he did say repent of your i repent of my sins you know um not him personally but he's saying repeat after me i repent of my sins which was good but he never elaborated on why do i need repentance for my sins um in, in the actual message. Sure. And that's not just this one message. Like this is, like you said, it's kind of a template for all of his messages are kind of the same. Yeah, it was like. Psych. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of this Jesus. stuff. All this stuff. Psych. Yeah, exactly. And that's so dangerous, I think, because like, um, like when, when I was first saved, like I was learning a lot very rapidly, but like, before that, I didn't even know, like, what sin was, because mm -hmm. I grew up, you know, hearing... Hearing Joel Osteen. Hearing, yeah, hearing sermons that were not very in-depth, like, for example, like, not even getting a scripture reference when talking about mm -hmm. um, whatever 
part of the Bible he was talking about, mm -hmm. he wouldn't give the, the scriptural reference. So you, then that's not encouraging you to go read it on your own, mm -hmm. which is where the Holy Spirit um, will, will speak to you at, when you're reading it on yeah. your own. So instead of just taking someone else's word for mm -hmm. it, just because they're saying, well, and they're like, um, Joel Osteen did like, it seems equate what people want for their lives with God's promise. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty sure he did that several times. Yes, even using the word God promise this. Right. Yeah. Things like physical. Believe in what God told um, you. Physical you health. Right. right. And um, yeah, whatever you just, desire. Yeah, whatever it is that the, yeah. that the person the desires that, that, that are in that you. God said that they could have that thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, where did he say that? Like, right. <laughs> I was Show like, me. hold on. <clears throat> well, one of the places that he mentioned was in uh, Philippians, and he said, <laughs> finally finish, flourishing or flourish flourishing finish flourishing finish yes it's in the book of philippians <laughs> that, that's all i got out of it <laughs> so i'm like okay i don't know where in philippians but jamie found it yeah because it was in the message it was version, a message right? translation right. yeah which different wording yeah which is not the best translation but but that, besides that I mean, it's because it's fine as a, as a paraphrase, you know, there's a whole thing about that. Sure. But well, I, don't, should... I don't think that you should be preaching from that right. translation without saying, but here's what it says in, you know, a more stable translation. Oh, sure. You got it. There you go. I have a digital Bible. That, an actual Bible. Um, an actual Bible. But just as, you're, as you're getting <laughs> that. Um, and, and what he said about Six. the flourishing, yeah. finally, flourishing finish is he's talking about whatever bad circumstance that you're in right now. You're going to get out of it. That's right. how he's using that text. Right. And the text is literally the exact opposite of what that means. Because Paul is writing this from in jail. And right. he's saying, like, I don't care about my physical life. He's rejoicing always. That's where that comes from. He's, I can do all things through Christ, is in Philippians also. Which, in that, he's in jail. And he's not saying, I'm going to get out of this jail. That's not the point of I can do all things. And he's going to die soon. Exactly. Yeah, know, and he knows it. He's saying, I've, I've delivered my body up to yeah. death. And he's like, I don't care because I have Christ. Right. And that is why he says, my God is going to, you can and read, read the verse. But what it means is, my God who started this good work in you is going to finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Talking about eternal right. life, not talking about you're going to get out of this prison and then what? Live a good material life with a picket fence and a dog? Sure. Like, that's, that's not what our calling is no. um, as believers. Right. So. Well, so there got? was another Oops. quote about calling um like so joel Osteen said that god called you to stand out referring to to everyone um in the audience and um like but for what what stand out for what mm -hmm. it's supposed to be to stand out and glorify christ right mm -hmm. but not just like for any reason mm -hmm. stand out for your own glory or anything like yeah. that but anyways um, so Why don't you read that? What is it? Philippians 1. one we'll six. actually share what the verse one six. is. Philippians 1 6. There you go. Mm -hmm. Being confident of this very thing, that which which hath begun. Wait, hold on. Sorry. It's okay. At least you're reading the Bible, from the Bible. <laughs> that, that's a step up. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he who started that good work in you 
will complete it right. until the day of Christ. And what's the start? The start is your it's salvation. Your yeah, exactly. It's the beginning of your faith. He's the author and, and finisher, finisher of, of your, your faith. faith. Right. But that's the finishing yeah. is not yeah. like you said. It's not a, a. It's not getting through a trouble. Yeah. It's the end of the road. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. he's going to get me all the way to the end of the road. Yeah. When I can stand before him and see him how, uh, see him for who he is and become like him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's awesome. Yeah. You and know, that, that's, that's why, and that's why we endure through trials because that's how God is working through yeah. us. That's what. That's why it says in Peter. I think it's Second Peter. If it's God's will for us to suffer, then do it gladly and do it without. Um, hating other people, like hating the people who are persecuting you, but we pray for those sure. who persecute us. That's how we are encouraged through those trials. And I don't see that that is what Joel Osteen's message would uh, be communicating. And you mentioned, Lucy, like um, one of our goals on this life is in this world is preaching the gospel to others. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you just took what you heard from Joel Osteen, I don't think you would know what that gospel is. Mm-hmm. What would you, what would you well, preach that, it to somebody? It would just be that God is going to make your life better. That's the, that's the real problem with this kind of message, I think. This is the crux of the issue, is that it is a feel-good, self, um, self-focused, narcissistic gospel. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't speak to the reality of the, the call of the disciple, which is, you, you need to be ready to lay your life down mm-hmm. for yeah. him. This isn't, you know, and, and if you're going to serve Christ, then you need to be ready for persecution. You know, those kind of things are going to come. And it's, uh, and that is such a, a problem with, with, even with the culture today, because it's not touching on any of the real issues in life. It's not dealing with sin problem. There's no parameters you know, when he's talking about um, God's going to get you through this, trust God to, to um, he's going to fulfill your dreams. And he's going to, he put those in there. Um, trust that, you know, his will for you is going to happen because he put that desire in you, but he's not giving you any, any parameters of what those desires mm-hmm. should, should kind of be encompassed uh, by. And so if you don't have any parameters, then, well, what desire is not from God and what desire is from God? Because there is no talk of sin. There is no talk of the reality of our human nature being, you know, being depraved and lost and and that our heart is deceptive and desperately desperately wicked, you know? And so it's trust your heart because God put that desire in your heart for you to go after it and he'll make a way for that to happen. And it's like, but that, that's the gospel message that comes across to, to, if you were to sum it up, I think that when, when he says that last statement, repent and then believe in Jesus, believe with your heart. And then it's like, well, he's saying all that I just said, this is how you get that. Like just, saying these words mm-hmm. and now you can have all this mm-hmm. good stuff that mm-hmm. God. and so that message is yeah if if there is any if there's any heresy in the conversation you know about Joel Osteen mm-hmm. it's that 
It's a heretical gospel message, mm-hmm. which you say I, it's I, I not hate to the true gospel, but you mean, you mean what he is preaching? That that's what you mean by when you say if, the, if the gospel. If the, there, yeah, no? if the gospel is equated to you're getting all this stuff, right? right. That's not a that right. is it's, not it's the false, true gospel. A it's gospel. a false gospel. Yeah, and yeah. that's a that's a tough thing to say because I don't want to be you know right. calling people heretics or anything. Right, like that. and I know he believes in all of the the truth of the cross and the resurrection and everything like that. So obviously, but, but one of my favorite theologians has said, um, I forget who it was, but he said, what you win them with is what you win them to. Sure. And so if you mentioned this before, Jamie, it's, it's very much um, tickling the itching ears, right. you know, giving people what they want to hear to make the, the gospel palatable or not, not seem icky, <laughs> but it said, just always stay positive and everything like that. And it tickles those ears to make them be like, oh, that's, I mean, it's packed, right? I mean, oh, the place packed. is packed. Yeah. But, like, if people are coming to Christ that way, they are coming to Christ with such a shallow foundation of who he truly is yeah. that, like you were saying, Lucy, that might have given you, like, some form of a foundation about maybe some Bible stories and about God and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's nev- that would never be enough to give you a foundation to preach the gospel mm-hmm. And to really believe, like, what did Jesus actually do? Well, I don't even think it was a foundation. Like, I had a different foundation from Sunday school, but that Mm -hmm. was more like a supplement to the foundation back then. Yeah. Not now. But if if that's all you had to go on, like, you would be a starving It's cultivating a very um, shallow sort of attitude because um, instead of going into it with, with like, a, a humble attitude like how can i serve the lord and um mm-hmm. what can and, i do for you lord um instead, instead of what can you do for me yeah instead it's kind of this attitude of entitlement of anything that i need and anything that i want is mm-hmm. what god wants for me mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true like when yeah when paul says that um god is working everything together for the good of those who love him it doesn't mean like just for your good, like there's a much bigger plan that God has that isn't including everything we want. Yeah. Yeah. And look at, I have a couple verses up that um, I think pinpoint where the little shift um, of what he's saying that I think, I think is the foundation for the word of faith movement, which is, I think where it goes really very dangerously against what scripture is actually saying the word of faith movement would be um, name it and claim it or believe it and receive it. You know, sure. as long as you believe it, your words have power. And so as long as you keep, you know, don't let any bad feelings in or doubt or anything, because then that's going to come to pass. So instead just keep believing and then you'll receive it. So the basis of that from, from scripture is in Mark 11, where Jesus says, Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus says, I tell you, uh, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And so that's, that's kind of how it goes. Believe that you have received it. And so if I have, if I'm sick, believe that I have my healing. I can't even, don't even accept that I, ha- that I am sick because then it's doubt, right? Sure. And that, that feeling of like, well, ask in faith, don't ask in doubting, right? That's great. Like that, that side of it, definitely ask in faith and, and, and pray and believe that God is going to do what you're asking. Like that's not where the issue is. But the issue is that, when Jesus, we say like Jesus can do anything, right? That is true. But what Jesus, everything that he did, he said, I'm not doing it on my own. 
or for my own purpose. He said, all I'm doing is what I see the father doing. And then when he prays in the garden, right? And he says, take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. What he's saying is he's surrendering what he would want for no, for what God wants. And in that sense, God didn't want him to be healed. Right. God wanted Jesus to die on the cross for our sins because there was that better purpose. And um, then this other passage, this hopefully will tie this all together to be like, okay, we're supposed to ask in faith. We're not supposed to ask doubting and like not trusting that God is you know powerful to rescue me from trials. But look at what James says in James 4, verse 3. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may squander it on your own pleasures. And I think that is what Joel Osteen's teaching could drive people to do. Is just saying, well, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. So therefore, there's no other context to that. It's just ask for whatever it is. But what Jesus was saying is asking it in accordance, not just with uh, God's will, but also with his greater purpose in mind, not for my own desires, not for my own purpose. And Joel Osteen's saying the exact opposite. He's saying your desires come from God automatically, which we battle with this in nature. And so we have to be discerning. We can't just assume um, that what we desire is from God. That is uh, dangerous, incredibly dangerous. And James makes that clear. You, you, You ask and you don't have because you just want what you want. And in that case, God will not give you what you want because you're asking it not according with his will, but according with your will. And that is, that's right. That's, that's a, it's like a perfect, opposite perfect of example yeah. of that. Well, in sin nature, you mean like, so we have like anger, lust, vacuuming. <laughs> While we're doing the podcast late at night, Lucy's vacuuming her house at, at midnight, 1 a.m. I texted her the one night. I was like, hey, can we put a, a what the sponsor? I think it was the sponsor yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, oh, I, I missed your call because I was vacuuming. I'm like, it's 1230 at night. What are you doing? So. Yes, if you could pray for Lucy, she yes, yeah, she, she struggles with the back, back <laughs> She's that's her struggle. Uh, she's reading the Bible. She's like, "What vacuum is right over there?" <laughs> God, please save me. I know you put this desire in me. <laughs> right. Use it for good, Lord. Yeah. It's more like an overwhelming <laughs> sense of guilt. Like, I should be vacuuming right now because I have four animals. Sure, there, sure, you go, sure. there you go. Sure, you know, excuses excuses for, yep. you know, for this, this sin is it's not acceptable. Well, I was going to bring up that, uh, that I wrote down a bunch of the – as many of the times that I could see where he was, he was referencing Scripture – and so he used the story of Zerubbabel, mm-hmm. like you had mentioned. And then he had also said kind of in passing different things. So one of the things was, you know, in uh, your latter days will be better than your former days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, that's in Job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's not applying to us. Like, like those were, so I, I just kind of wanted to go through and see how these, the scripture was being applied. Yeah. And it's, again, author and finisher use that from Hebrews Mm -hmm. and like you had mentioned in Philippians and, and that kind of, uh, uh, use of the, the scripture using, you know, um, the, the Israelites in, in wandering around in the desert, you know, and complaining against yeah. God and yeah. that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of truth to the, mm-hmm. to what was being said there, you know, in that you don't want to be complaining and do those kind of things, but the application is just not consistent mm-hmm. with what that is teaching, mm-hmm. you know? So it becomes where it's, you want to be a good you want to rightly divide the word of God. Right. You want to be a discerner, you know, and so we have to be careful when, when a preacher is just throwing verses out yeah. or throwing not even verses, but, but kind of like ideas out and applying them wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the whole kind of thing is, is summed up in that the application of scripture in the case of, like the his preaching, we'll call it, um, is consistently inconsistent with God's word. Consistently you know? inconsistent. Yeah. So yeah. and that becomes a real a real problem because you you have a lot of people who who are just they're comfortable. They're comfortable because they're believing that there, there's no challenge. There's mm-hmm. no challenge to their sin nature. There's no right. challenge to who they are. Because they are discouraging, right? And you can't you can't bring anybody down. Mm-hmm. Although the goodness of God leads us to repentance, if the goodness of God leads us to repentance, mm-hmm. you know, then the goodness of God would really speaks to who we are, you know, in our sin nature, you know, because that's what would draw us to repentance. Because we'd be looking at his goodness saying, he's so good, he's righteous, I am so, I am so far from that, and that's why I need him. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no other, there's no need for Christ, you know, in this kind of presentation, Mm -hmm. except to satisfy your desires. That's such a real, real problem. But I wanted to read, um, as we had mentioned it before, in in 2 Timothy. I'd like to read a, a, a little bit of the context, too, because I think it's, it's a lot of scripture is pretty good. Yes. Um, so Second Timothy 4, we were talking about the itching ears, and we'll start with one. Um, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, uh, uh, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, repute, reprove rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. I mean, that's such a great passage of scripture that really speaks in complete, like it's it's completely antithetical to the message that Joel Osteen brings, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, well, he is one of the people who are preaching 
according to the aging years. Yeah, yeah. So he's the place is filled up, but unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. and, not, and not to say everyone really. You yeah. know, again, like I think a lot of people, you know, they may be in a in a place where, you know, they need to hear that, you know, but you just can't stay there. You just can't stay there because right. you're missing the heart of what God's word is about. Yeah. And you can't do a deep dive. Yeah. You know, there is no ability to really understand. Like you're not getting into any of the key tenets of Christianity. Right. You're not getting into nope. what does the, you know, we talk about this because we do studies on it, but, but like, you know, what does the blood of Christ mean? You know, what, yeah. what, you know, what is the, the resurrection mean for us, you know, like what happened in the spiritual realm? Like what's going on in, in yeah. this? What's the covenant about? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. why do we take the bread? And, like the, none the of really this stuff is being, yeah. yeah. And, and so we, you know, if you, if you stay in this place where you're hearing these kind of messages, you, you can bring nothing but the same kind of, um, kind of like fruitless help to those around you. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you bringing as a gospel? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, oh, you got to just, you know, like God's going to take care of you. Like, it's going to, it's like, no, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, this is a person who needs Christ. They need, right. they need salvation. They right. don't need a, a pep talk. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's really a, a shame. Yeah, and look, I get the urge to want to be only positive and to be encouraging, sure. like especially if we, with like non-believers. You know, one of his things is um, Joel Osteen's things is they are like people already know that they're um, that they're that they're down. You know, they need somebody to encourage them. You know, don't give them negative thoughts. You know, and in a sense, I, I see where he's coming from. But first of all, that's just not true for for everybody. I think the majority of people um, think that they're just fine. They sure. don't see their need for a savior. Like, what does it matter what Jesus did 2,000 years ago? You know, like, how is that even relevant to me? And I think one of the, the biggest issue is when you take away kind of half of the Bible by just presenting the positive stuff and not the negative stuff, you lose the foundation for the positive stuff anyway. And you, then sure. you really don't have anything. And um, so there's this verse that I brought up. I was reading it in my personal time, um, I guess, the other day. And I was thinking, like, this sounds really, really negative. And I was thinking, because I knew we were going to do this on Joel Osteen. And I was like, I don't think he would ever say to do this verse, which I'm going to read in a second. He would never say this to somebody. But it is such a good and helpful thing for somebody as a stepping stone to being able to hear the gospel. And what it's called is true repentance. I'm not just saying I repent of my sins without giving them. Sure. But in the book of James 4, verse 8 and 9, it says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We know that. We love that. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Then verse 9 says, Grieve, mourn, and weep. Turn your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. And what he's saying is, these are people who sin and they don't care about it. They don't realize that they have offended God. They don't realize that what they did um, not only is bad for them, but is also giving them separation between the one who created them. Right. And James is like, stop like laughing and just putting this off, this sin issue. you know. And I even thought that Joel Osteen did that 
a couple times he would kind of like without even giving a second thought being like yeah you might be addicted or you might be you know struggling with stuff but you'll get out of it it's okay and i'm like where's the repentance if you're in an addiction you don't just say oh yeah but i'm gonna get out of it someday like if you don't feel from the core of your being i am offending god every time that i'm in this sin and i'm not grieving and mourning and weeping over my sin and stop laughing and stop thinking it's just going to be okay because i'm just trying to be positive it's like that is not a place to be positive that is a place where you have to put yourself on your knees before the lord and cry out for his mercy and that is a good and encouraging thing that god will forgive us when we do that grace exactly what we all need right because none of us are are good none of us are perfect We, but that's why the Bible speaks so much about repent and turn, turn from your ways instead of just thinking it's going to be fine eventually, you know, like it, it will be fine once you give your life over to the one who paid for your sins and who can actually get you out of where it is that you need, right. you know, um, so something that seems like a negative thing really is actually the stepping stone to getting out of the negative thing sure. into the light of Christ, you know? So, yeah, no doubt. And the truth, truth is, uh, truth is the only way to get to, to really get to being, um, to real healing, yeah. you know, and to real help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you are denying half of the truth, yeah. well then, mm-hmm. you know, what do you, what do you got because of that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you can, there's nothing solid there mm-hmm. for people to get a hold of, you know, nothing lasting. Right. You know, and I, and I feel like that's, it's kind of why the same message has to be preached yep, every exactly. week because they need to keep hearing the same thing because there's nothing lasting yeah. there that has any um, foundation, you know, that can sustain it. Right. You know, we just went through that whole Francis Schaefer thing. Yeah. And we look at what what sustains yeah. a, a, a civilization. Yeah. And you have to have those. You have to have those three things. You know, you have to understand the sin nature that man has fallen and mm-hmm. um, and born with that that problem uh, that they're enemies of God. Mm-hmm. And then you have to realize that we're valuable, which yeah. is an aspect that I think he, you know, I think he sees, you know, that yeah. he believes, yeah. you know, people are valuable. The emphasis is too much on that, but, mm-hmm. um, but also that there is a more, there has to be moral absolutes mm-hmm. and moral absolutes are, you know, they, they fly in the face of who we are. And so mm-hmm. if you want to call it doesn't that come naturally, yeah, it's not our desire. Now you yeah. can, you can label that negative, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's, it's not reality. negative. It's real, yeah. you know? And so, and that's the, the fear of, I think, you know, where you start looking at, well, I don't want to have any negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's like, first you have to define negative. Right. And then, you know, if a negative thing is reality, mm-hmm. then, well, then that has to be part of what you, what you have. It has to be part of your worldview, mm-hmm. you know, your repertoire, your, your language. You have to accept that as part of it mm-hmm. because otherwise you're living in a fantasy world that, has no foundation and will crumble, you know, just like every civilization, you know, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't have that foundation crumbles, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, if you, if you live under <clears throat> just this teaching, 
you will not be getting fed right. from a spiritual perspective right. at all. You'll be getting um, like a little bit of frosting, <laughs> but you'll not be getting any sort of main course. Like, you know, Paul talks about like you still need milk instead of meat. Yeah. Like this is like, I don't know, one thing of yogurt or something. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's not that. even milk. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, milk would be like the essentials of the faith. You're, you know? You're, yeah. You're really starving to death. Yeah. You know, and you don't know it. Yeah. There's enough there that just keeps you from shriveling up and dying. And that's yeah. all you have. It's just that much. Like the, I don't know what, like, what phrase I'm thinking of, but it's like, it's like giving you false hope, I guess, is mm -hmm. because he talks so much about the idea of transformation and everything, but there's no real transformation without Christ. So it's like, if you don't understand where that power is coming from, like, and if it's not for God's glory, like you're not, mm -hmm. it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Because he uses, even if he brings up Christ, he uses it as a means to an end. Right. To be like, well, if you get Christ, then you'll be free of all of these, not even sins, but you'll be free of, like, you'll get a better job, you know? And, right. like, you'll find the right person yeah, to marry or the whatever. The, yeah, he does yeah. say the word that it's, through, I, I forget the exact words, but he yeah. does say that it's through through Jesus. Yeah. But, In Jesus' name, but I'm like, I think was the word. But I'm like, you know, you didn't tell me anything about Jesus. Right? Yeah, you're just exactly. saying his name. It's just so it's just it's just sort of a little bit misleading. Like it's it's I think that his like mind is in the right place. Um, but it, like his intent is yeah, yeah yeah his intentions are in the right place, but it's just not like enough. Like it needs to be. He's assuming people are coming to him already with all of these yeah. ideas of Jesus and like the cross and you know all of that That's, stuff. Yeah. But if you're not giving them, the, like you're just giving them the the peripheral stuff without the meat. Yeah. You know? It would just be helpful to be more clear, more thorough. Yeah. And there's so many like, like everything in the Bible is there for a reason, and even if it seems negative or whatever. Like, that's why I'm such a fan, personally, of, um, oh, I can never think of this word, not topical preaching, but where they go through a passage. Oh, ex uh, expositional. Expositional. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like, here's Mark well, Kepler. Exponential. <laughs> yeah, exponential. <laughs> that's when it gets, like, better and better and better. Exactly, because that's what it does. Yeah. Kind of, because you can build <laughs> on a theme. Because you just take, like, Philippians 1. We're going to go through this whole chapter. And I'm like... Sweet, because then it's much harder to take something out of context, because here's the context, right? Um, it might be harder to preach that way, but you're getting the word, sure. you know, and isn't that like the goal, the you point. know? Yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking as I was preparing for this um, of some of the hard passages in scripture. And because there are some that, you know, you shake your head at or you're like, what, either what does this mean? Or like, that seems harsh, you know, and things like that. But I was like, I, I think he would never, ever, ever bring that up to his congregation. Like a verse like this that I have up. This is Second Thessalonians 2, which is, if anybody does not know, that is a, a very interesting oh, yeah. and, and tough um, chapter to uh, interpret. But what it says, um, verse 10 and 11, with every wicked deception, talking about the man of sin, uh, directed against those who are perishing because they refuse to love of the truth that would have saved them 
And in verse 11, for this reason, God will send them a powerful delusion so that they believe the lie in order that judgment may come upon all who have disbelieved the truth and delighted in wickedness. Like that's a tough, a tough passage and a tough thing to accept, but it's in God's word. Right. And there is something good in that passage. Sure. Even if we don't understand all of it or whatever, you, you might be thinking, well, I don't know if I've ever heard like a, a, a sermon on that at my church. Right. But the difference is if let's just say at our at Freedom Church. If uh, Pastor Steve was like, open your Bibles to Second Thessalonians 2, we're going to go through it and read that. I wouldn't be like, oh, this is weird. Why would Pastor Steve ever bring this up? Right. I wouldn't be like that. I'd just be like, okay, Pastor Steve's going to teach us about the word. That's normal. If Joel Osteen read that, like half of his congregation is going to leave. Like God, was, God will send them a powerful delusion so that they may believe the lie. Like what? How does that even, like we're supposed to be only positive here. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, so that tells me that they're not getting the full word of God because he, he will never bring that verse right. up. Even to make just application to our lives, like that verse will never be spoken of in his, in his church. Sure. And that's a problem. No, big time. I mean, that is like evidence that they're, they're not getting fed the, the whole word of God. And even with the hard stuff in it, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable. It's right. good for teaching, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I mean, in, in this passage, I, I see two things that are good. One is don't refuse the love of the truth that, that will save you. And two is that God's judgment is good. When God brings judgment on wicked on wickedness and wicked people, that is a good thing. And that's because he is a good judge. Yeah. And that's what a judge does. Yeah. So as many other things that that verse may mean, we have to dig into that. Oh, yeah. You cannot leave that and just be like, well, it just seems too negative. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't write it. But it should be our job to interpret it and to see how it is profitable and so that we can love the truth, all of the truth. Yeah. So what do we sum up here? Is Joel Osteen, is his teaching profitable? Is he heretical? Or is he innocuous I actually know what that word means you want to um, like harmless right yeah loose one you start I wouldn't say totally harmless because it can be definitely misleading and confusing at best um, when you aren't getting the whole truth just little bits and pieces of it in situations that might may or may not be irrelevant and um, really just my biggest issue with it is that it doesn't cultivate um, humbleness and repentance. Mm -hmm. And so there is the, the transformation that Joel Osteen speaks of, I don't think can be reached with the way that he preaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think his gospel presentation, if it is the, like we, we had said before, if it's a matter of all of these good things, all your dreams will come true, just say this prayer, mm -hmm. I think is, is, is a terrible, a terrible thing for the church. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's way too much of that in the church, that that feel-good gospel 
that is man-centered. And I mean, it, it is a heretical gospel, you know, and I, I don't want to call him a heretic. You know, I, I do believe he, I, I, I think anyway, he, he believes, you know, what, what Christ has done, mm -hmm. but he's not preaching that. And so it's a problem with that. Um, that's my concern. And, uh, and you see it, you know, you see the culture today with, you know, uh, how much of this kind of, this idea, and not just Joel Osteen, but this type of gospel has influenced the culture. And, mm -hmm. and with all of this deconstructionism mm -hmm. and, and all of these people falling away from the faith and, and, uh, and the church, uh, giving up ground to, to things that we should be standing against this idea that, you know, um, we don't want to, we don't want to start trouble. We don't want to do things that are going to look offensive, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, when we really should be standing and holding our ground mm -hmm. because we have the truth, yeah. you know, how much of this kind of preaching has, it, has been an influence for that kind of cultural yeah. Uh, thing going on in the church and and it's such a it's such a shame because we have we have we have the opportunity with God's word and with his holy spirit to be that that city on mm -hmm. a hill <laughs> you know mm -hmm. that we look like the kingdom of God that we look like Christ and powerful in Christ, not in a weird kind of like, uh, you know, go out there with swords and stuff, but, but just the idea that we have nothing to fear. We don't have to back down and because of our tagline, you know, That's right. like the, the, uh, that we put at the end of the podcast, you know, you if I can ever remember it, right. <laughs> um, but you know, that the gates of hell will, will never prevail against the, the church of Christ. Yeah. You know, and and unfortunately, the the church is kind of filled, or at least infiltrated, with this kind of worldview, with this kind of mindset. You know, and and a, and another unfortunate thing is that people become intransigent and are unwilling to change mm -hmm. their mind when they've locked into a worldview like this mm -hmm. for long enough, we run into that with other, yeah. other things, just, just trying to encourage people to think, well, this is how you think about this, but let's put that aside. And now let's just look at it from an open, you know, open mind kind of like, yeah. because the scripture, there's a lot of good scripture that backs up a different point of view and people are so closed off and so entrenched in their beliefs that they can't take a step back mm -hmm. and look at something and challenge it. Mm -hmm. And so it really becomes an issue. And how much of this, even for true believers, they hear these like little things and they um, are influenced by it, mm -hmm. you know? And I know for, for me, for my, my family, um, you know, I've been in a good church for 32 years, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but there's always an influence outside of the church or outside of this, this body 
you know, or even inside the body, you know, depending on the people you talk to and relationships you build, where if you where you kind of are influenced by this kind of world, this worldview, this mindset of, well, Jesus is going to fix, you know, your problems, you know, and I know when I came to Christ and I know talking to my my wife, you know, we've, you know, looked back at some of this stuff and it's like, man, I thought my life was just going to get better mm-hmm. when I became a Christian. And it did. Yeah. It did get better. Yeah. But, you know, struggle doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, and just having the right attitude about things mm-hmm. doesn't change the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make, it doesn't do anything for the, for the uh, reap what you sow principle, you know, because mm-hmm. I can think all the good things I want, but if I'm reaping or if I'm sowing into something that, is unfruitful. Well, I'm going to reap the reward of right. that, you yeah. know? And so, so there's a reality to that. And it's, um, that's why it's so important for us to really be in a place like this. I think, yeah. you know, to be digging in yeah. to, to really try and understand, well, like this doesn't sit right with me. Why, you know, like listening to a Joel Osteen message. The first time I listened to it, it was on the way home from, I think counterculture, um, and I was just like, the, the, as soon as he started talking, my, I, I, my first response was like, Oh, Oh, this is going to be hard. And, it. <laughs> and it was just, just because of the way he presented it, you mm-hmm. know, himself. And so, but I was like, all right, well, I don't want to, you know, judge like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, but automatically, you know, listening to the message, I'm like, something doesn't sit right. Yeah. And so. Now I could be, I could just be like, yeah, yeah, I don't like that guy. Right, right. Or I could go, okay, well, what are the reasons why yeah. this would be I love inconsistent? Doing that. Yeah, digging and into it. That's what we should do with everything. Yeah. You know, and I think when Jesus says, judge righteous judgment. Judge with righteous yeah. judgment. Yeah. And so it's, and I think being a, a good judge is trying to take every everything into mm-hmm. into account mm-hmm. before you pass judgment mm-hmm. on something right you know so so being wise in that and yeah. not just going well i don't like the guy, way right. this guy talks or i don't like the way this guy looks or i get a bad feeling about him yeah it's like well you know that's not good enough to to know mm-hmm. <laughs> now like uh, to to make a judgment mm-hmm. about this person you know that's that would that's a moral judgment mm-hmm. really so um yeah yeah, good stuff. I think I would just say he shouldn't be a pastor. He should be a motivational speaker. Sure. Oh, okay. He should just go like to places and give his one stick that he has and just give that. You know, like there's people who do that. It's like this is I'm bringing you in to say this, mm-hmm. and then you say this. He should not be like a weekly preacher because he's starving all of the people True. there. Because <laughs> they they are not getting the gospel. That is a huge problem. Maybe in like um you know if they have small groups. You know, maybe maybe they're going into scripture more, you know, sure. something like that. I don't know. But if that preaching, which is supposed to be the in-season preaching that you talked about, you know, preach the word in season sure. and out, that's the in-season preaching. And they are not being fed the whole the oh, whole definitely. scripture. And that's a that's a major, major issue. Um, so that's a big problem. Um, also, I think it does the opposite of what he intends to do. I don't think it's encouraging at all. Encouraging to me is seeing you mentioned this, Jamie. Um, seeing Stephen being stoned and seeing him being like, I 
lay that aside. I lay my physical body down because I see Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father, and I know I'm going to be with him. And that's my hope. And you can do whatever you want to me, to me down here, but that this is not my final home, and I'm living for something greater. That, yeah. to me, is infinitely more encouraging than saying, God, you're going to stop these people from stoning me. Right. You know, I'm going to get out of that so that I can just live a great life on this earth. That's just not the goal of the Christian life. Well, and, and <laughs> you you can't find that presentation anywhere in the, in the New Testament or anywhere in the Bible, for that matter, of, well, God's going to fix your problems. Mm-hmm. You can't find it. Yeah. It's not there. You know? Yeah. You will um, have tribulation. Yeah. It's just. But take there, heart. So. Yeah. Yeah. But be encouraged because I have overcome the world. If you leave Christ out of that, there is no take heart. There is right. no being encouraged. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm not saying that we should not pray for healing, you know, and stuff like that. We should. And we should believe that God still heals today. And like, obviously. Um, and we love to see that. You know, we just had somebody come to church who hasn't oh, been in church for six months because they were sick or however long. I was longer yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, and now they're in church because God healed them. Wonderful. We love that. Um, but if we also had somebody in our church that just passed away this week and like a crushing blow, you know, we don't say, ah, if we just had more faith, you know, no, she's with the Lord right now. That is our hope. That is our encouragement. Yeah. And there's nothing better than resting in that. Be further clothed. Absolutely. That's true preaching. When when you were saying that. Not only are we going to leave this body, but, and then like, finally we'll escape our, you know, our sinful flesh and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, that's, that's That's, great. That's good. But that's not, but we're going to be further, further up and further in, you know, it's going to be better there. Yeah. And we're going to have bodies there, which is awesome. We're going to be resurrected again, like Jesus. Cool. Hopefully my belly goes away. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be resurrected as like a. 70 year old. <laughs> no offense, pastors. Wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but Lord, this doesn't res- like even resemble me. Okay. And it's not like it's better. When you said further clothed, I didn't realize right, you were going to add right, that much right. weight to me. This isn't what I prayed for. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be another person. <laughs> <laughs> Who can deliver me from this body? That's right. That's right. Um, uh, it's so but good. anyway, so so this is this is a good night. Yeah, Lucy, thank good. you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much Love for having, having me. It was a pleasure. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Be sure to check out all her all her goodies on uh, boarding oh. and baking. Yeah. Check this out. Hold on. Oh, we're gonna yeah. show the cheesecakes. Yeah, we yeah. brought we brought them out to show them. I can't open it. <laughs> Just believe it. There you go. Believe it and receive it, baby. Yep. Oh, man. Look at this. I love how excited you are about the cheesecake. <laughs> Look at that. These are awesome. This is what? Turtle? Thingy? Yeah. Like a turtle. Caramel. There's actual turtle in there. <laughs> turtle meat. Turtle it's all stock. kinds of different stuff. It smells a little funny, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> and this Wait, one. Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> this one is awesome. It's mint chocolate chip with Girl Scout. This is this is cheesecake with Girl Scout cookie on the bottom. Mm-hmm. See that brown stuff? <laughs> Thin mints. 
I'm yeah, like, thin mints. Yeah. And so good because I, I don't it's like so when you bite into a, a sweet and it's just like sugar everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this like you can taste all of, like the individual ingredients and it's yeah. not too sweet oh, at all. Thank you for yeah. the feedback. It has like body to yeah, it. Yeah, I try you know? not to add too much refined sugar. That's I use so honey awesome. a lot of times oh, and just honey. less granulated sugar. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that, better for that you filling. Or maple syrup. The cream cheese filling or icing that you made so what's that for uh, oh to dip in oh for the donut oh my goodness mm -hmm. i could i could do like a whole bag mm -hmm. of that to sit <laughs> oh that stuff is so, so good. good but anyway yeah. so you should you should go to uh born again baby so now you are all hungry right now and <laughs> you should order everything uh, at least one of everything mm -hmm. and you'll save 10 percent mm -hmm. off if you do cc10 and uh, please like and comment mm -hmm. and um, subscribe to Freedom Church NJ, mm -hmm. you know, which is great. You can watch all the sermons from Sundays and, mm -hmm. and, um, and the podcast, and, the podcast and stuff. So, yeah, it's really a, a, a great thing. We have a, a good, solid church here, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, really, really great. A lot of new families here. And, and the, Lord yeah. is, the Lord is definitely doing a good work mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So, and let us know uh, any other topics you want to have us address. Sure. Because we will get to them eventually. Yeah, and we want to like we want to be a help to everybody out there. You sure. know. So like, so having that input helps us to know like what what people are looking at. You know, like this. Sure. You know, we might not have done that if we didn't have a recommendation for it. So. Sure. You come out if uh, if you ever want to come out. Uh, Seven thirty Friday nights. We do counterculture, mm -hmm. and um, you should be here. This would be the way to go. Yeah. You know, it's a good time. A we have time. really good conversation. Uh, and tonight we had an opportunity to do podcast a little early, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, so. Um, and Lucy so can still yeah. vacuum at midnight. There you go. She's still got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. You'll be time. You'll, you'll be home in time. It's great. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so, yeah. So. Uh, Thank you for watching. Yeah. Guys. Thanks for watching. And remember that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of christ i can't i can't say psych to that no <laughs> or that <laughs> you can't do any of them it's true <laughs> <laughs> all right the truth here yep take care guys. peace out